The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to The Truth Is Out There, the unofficial The X-Files internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host, Special Agent Samantha Hoover. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fox's The X-Files. Please welcome my co-hosts, Special Agent Greg. Hello. Special Agent Madison. Hey. And Special Agent Poppy Chulo. Hello, listeners. The truth is still out there for you, baby. (laughs) Let's jump into our recap of Season 10, Episode 1, titled My Struggle, and originally aired January 24th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Fox Mulder and Dana Scully are contacted by Tad O'Malley, a popular conspiracy theorist web TV show host who believes he has uncovered a significant government conspiracy. With the assistance of FBI Director Walter Skinner, O'Malley seeks to enlist the help of the former X-Files agents, who have since severed ties with the FBI. Through O'Malley, they are introduced to Sveta, a possible alien abductee who shares shocking information with them that will challenge everything Mulder has ever believed about the existence of aliens and the government's role in covering them up. Okay, so before we jump into the initial reactions, let's check in with the ratings. My Struggle was viewed by 16.19 million total viewers and scored a 6.1 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Okay, so what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? I'll start with Poppy first. I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a strong uh, return for the series, and it was like... To be quite honest, it was like a mindfuck, because uh, as you mentioned in uh, the synopsis, like everything got turned on its head, and I'll, I'll just leave it like that, because I know we're going to get into it. So it was like, wow, you know, I can't believe we watched all of this in the original series, and it's really this. So I loved it. Okay, Madison, what about you? What did you think? Oh my gosh, it was just like... I didn't know what to expect when I first saw it. And basically it was basically like in the whole first couple seasons of the X-Files, we wanted to believe in Fox so much. And we always wanted Dana to, you know, back her up. And now it's like 
completely opposite. Everything's changed, and it's just such a cluster. It's oh, it was unbelievable. I thought it was great. All right, and Greg, what about you? What did you think of this episode? Uh, I really liked it, but I think I might be in the minority saying I think it actually could have been slightly improved, but I'm going to get into that yes. more and get into specifics. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, I thought this episode was really good. You know, it being a 15-year time lapse since we've seen the X-Files, I thought it was a good way to introduce it back to the public and get some new fans as well as bring back the old ones. The storyline was just like a classic X-Files episode, but it also brought the reality of what 15 years in time looks like. Um, they relieved a couple cliffhangers from the end of season 9, which we will get into later, and added to them as well. So that was super interesting for me, and it was a solid episode. But before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Follow the show on Tumblr, thexfiles-pcr.com. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Poppy Chulo Radio. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at PoppyChuloRadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at PoppyChuloRadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting PoppyChuloRadio.com slash archives. And search for The Truth Is Out There through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. Okay, so the episode opens with a black screen and we hear Fox Mulder's voice. As he flips through old photos, he recaps his life story and how he ended up in the FBI's X-Files unit in the first place. With the belief that aliens abducted his sister Samantha. There, he would continue to delve into alien phenomena while also searching for his sister. He mentions his partner in crime, Special Agent Dana Scully, in the midst of his memories. He concludes by saying when the X-Files was shut down in 2002, all legal investigations ceased, but Mulder's personal obsession lived on. As Mulder continued to narrate, we see a flash of countless images and videos showing multiple UFO sightings and validation of aliens throughout history. Then, a UFO falls out of the sky and crashes on landing. As we get a closer look, what appears to be an alien hand touches the wall of the aircraft. What did everyone think of this as the opening scene? I'll start with Greg first. I gotta say, I thought that that opening was super tasteful. Um, That was one of the parts that stuck out the most to me, was just how tasteful all of the references to the previous series were. Um, You you sometimes get really obnoxious flashbacks. And I found that the flashbacks in this episode were really well done. And the, uh, the little bits of found footage that they introduced in there did a really great job of kind of making the world, uh, feel a little bit more real and believable than the OG series, which kind of had that detachment. Yeah, I kind of felt that too. I totally get what you're saying. Uh, Madison, what did you think of the opening scene? I really enjoyed it. Um, as like in a cinema cinematographer's point of view, like the footage that they used, it wasn't all the same. It was old, it was new, then you know, flashbacks of the original series and and it was really cool. Like it was a cool compilation of all the footage and I really did like how Mulder was narrating it, you know, kind of giving 
viewers that haven't seen it a recap of everything. But um, I really did enjoy it, especially with the whole alien hand at the end. It was a very nice touch. Yeah, I really liked that too. Um, Poppy, what did you think about the opening scene? I thought it was a strong opening. I mean, they needed to do something to sort of recap what the series is about and what it was about when it originally aired. And I thought it was a genius way to incorporate the old with the new, as Madison mentioned. You know, there... I don't know. I just thought it was like a neat way to reintroduce the series maybe to people that haven't seen it in a while to people that maybe had never seen it that were kind of curious about it they were like oh you know i've never seen the x-files before and they're they're returning might as well take a peek at it so i thought it was a nice way to reintroduce us to the characters and i thought choosing uh, fox Mulder to uh, like be the person to reintroduce the series to us was it was like was it, I don't know I just I thought it, he was like the right choice like versus Dana Scully yeah she, he because was the believer. like exactly he was the believer he was the one that was like fighting to find the truth and so it just made the most sense for it to be him to kick us off into this new uh, world of the X-Files so we are then taken back to 1947 in high desert New Mexico there's a bus with two passengers on it They arrive at the UFO crash site and evaluate the wreckage. Now jumping back to present day, we are now at a hospital in Washington, D.C. Dr. Dana Scully is about to perform surgery when she receives an important phone call from FBI Assistant Director Walter Skinner. Scully relays the message from Skinner to Mulder. She inquires about a man named Tad O'Malley, who is desperate to meet with him. Mulder says to set up the meeting and that he won't be going alone. Mulder meets Scully near the White House. Tad drives up and they all get acquainted, but he quickly suggests they meet in private so their conversation is not recorded. They drive away in his limo and he tells the two former FBI agents that he's ready to expose what he believes is the most evil conspiracy surrounding central intelligence and aliens to date. O'Malley takes them to a small house in Virginia to meet someone named Sveta, who suggested Tad call the former FBI agents. She says they interviewed her as a child after her first alien abduction. Sveta then reveals several scars around her stomach and says unlike most abductees, she does remember aliens impregnating her only to remove the babies before birth. She also claims she has alien DNA, something Scully could test for. So I'll ask you guys about the UFO crash site a little later when we have a little more information on it. So for now, what was your reaction to Skinner's role in this part of the episode and how that brought everyone together just like old times? I love Skinner. Uh, Skinner's always been one of my favorite characters. Me too. Jinx. <laughs> uh, seeing seeing Skinner kind of bring the old crew back together was really great. But that is is the one point where I started to have those feelings of oh, this is kind of a weird direction for this to take. Um, because I I I saw in my head sort of a a version of the world in which getting the getting the team to that point where they go to meet Sveta, it seems like it would have taken longer or like there should have been a little bit more buildup. I was wondering what you guys were going to say about that. Um, it just kind of... Well, can I just say that when I saw who Tad O'Malley was, the actor, um, I was shocked. I, I was, how can this guy be in this kind of role? I did not see him like that 
whatsoever um, after seeing him in community and stuff like that. It was very, I understood because I guess he can come off as like arrogant and and Scully for sure saw that as the character. Um, but it was interesting that they brought his character out to kind of get them together. Like that was the whole reason why um, Mulder and Scully got back together to go talk to him and stuff it seemed a little odd at first um and especially when um Sveta came out it just seemed a little odd the whole conversation on the couches I didn't really like either but I don't know what do you guys think yeah like that was I agree with Greg because you know it was minutes into the episode and we have this victim who has physical evidence of an what appears to be an abduction and it's like Mulder's been looking for this for 20 plus years if not more and it's just appears to him in Virginia like that was just kind of I was kind of lackluster I guess and I was hoping for a little more build up but yeah I really liked how Skinner did bring them together like they're not with the FBI they've appeared to cut ties with them they're you know Mulder's been hiding out in his house and you know, Dana has a job at a hospital, like she's always wanted and like, they're not involved with then Skinner somehow has uh, Scully's number. And then that just kind of brings them back together. Like they cannot get away from it. So I liked that. It it was a little weird at first, but I did like um, how they introduced him back. Um, Okay. So we're back in 1947 now and soldiers are cleaning up the crash site. They discover unusual tracks that lead to an injured alien trying to crawl away from the ship. The soldiers begin shooting at it, but the doctor tries to stop their ridiculous behavior. It's too late, though, because the alien is dead. Moving forward, we're back in present time. Aw. <laughs> uh, I was sad for that alien. Yeah, like, I really was. That? I felt bad. Yeah, yeah. We... I felt bad for the CGI or whatever the hell that was. I, I was sad. Yeah. Well, I, I, was mostly, I was mostly appalled when they shot him, and then the doctor came over and said, like, what did you just do? And then he's like, well, it could have been dangerous. And then the doctor says, well, then why did you bring me? And it's like, yeah, Yeah. why did you bring him then if you're just going to shoot him? Like, what was the point of bringing a doctor there? What, to just operate on him after you shot the crap out of him? Like, I just didn't understand that. It just made me so angry. It seems like like they wanted an autopsy more than they wanted anything else. Yeah, that made me mad. Like, he's there. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And you would know more than any of us, Sam, because you are Samantha, Fox Mulder's yeah. sister. Surprise! <laughs> Spoiler alert, that's in later in the episode. You know, of course I know a lot about alien abductions, but yeah, that really made me mad. Um, they barely said a word. It's just, you know, once they discovered and the doctor was there, you're just like, oh, let's just get out of our guns and just shoot the thing to death. It's like, but it, you know, you, you didn't hear its side of the story and how far it's traveled and it needs help. He was trying to crawl away because he knew that, I think he knew that um, they were going to hurt him. So that really made me sad. Well, um, they should have just shot him before the doctor got there and then just said, oh, we found this thing. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah right so much of- easier. Yeah. Like right in front of him. Jeez. Um, moving forward now, we're back in present time. Dana is taking a swab of Sveta's bacteria culture to test for alien DNA. She asks if her and Mulder were a couple, to which Scully responds, Are you reading my mind? Sveta then says that Mulder's, de- Mulder's depression diagnosis is what killed their relationship and that they have a child together. Sveta claims that Dana has no idea what it's like to be abducted. 
but Skelly gives her a look to suggest otherwise, and we know otherwise. Going along, we see O'Malley arrive at Mulder's house by helicopter. Before they fly away, Tad warns Mulder that they'll be meeting some very paranoid people. When they arrive at their destination, Mulder is shown a working alien replica vehicle, or ARV, that runs on free energy, something they've had private access to since the 1940s. The aircraft then disappeared in plain sight thanks to Element 150, also known as Unpentium. Unpentium, my apologies. Okay, so how did you feel about Mulder's discovery regarding the government's hidden use of free energy for the last 70 years? I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty pissed about that. Yeah, I mean, we could all have our own spaceship and, like, disappear into the sky. That that would be so awesome. I, was, I thought it was... I wasn't I really thought the, surprised. I thought the ship was neat. I wasn't really surprised, though. Like, it was pretty neat. Like, I agree with you. But I wasn't surprised, like... You don't think that Mulder would have thought about this before? Like... Oh, yeah. Like, except for, like, the fact that he wasn't thinking about it was government-run. Like, it was obviously alien. Um, But now that he sees that, you know, the government... Well, not specifically the government, but humans have the capability of making such a craft. It was just, like, you didn't think about that before. Like, you didn't think that was a possibility. And, I don't know, like, for him to see it as such a, like, realization, it was just kind of, like... Uh huh. <laughs> you didn't think of that? I don't know. It was pretty cool. Like, I totally agree, but it did, you know, answer a few things for sure. Well, I think the reason why he never thought about it was because, like, he was thrown into tunnel vision, basically. You know, everyone was saying, oh, it's aliens. You know, they're going to attack us. There's a war. You know, things are going to go crazy. You know, it's the aliens, the aliens. And now he's starting to gain proof that it might, well, I mean, I don't even say it might not. I mean, it was 100% not what he thought it was throughout all the time that he was searching for this proof. Like, he was looking for the wrong proof and now he's finally getting the right kind of proof yeah like he was looking in the skies for his sister rather than just looking at the ground and his own government kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. i i really liked the uh that that brief little moment we got in that hangar with the uh the alien replica vehicle i think from a production standpoint i'm uh i'm i'm big on television and film production i think that's really important to get your production value high and those scenes were super believable um watching that thing disappear and not only go invisible but actually leave the building without moving that was spectacular i really enjoyed that um but the the whole plot underpinning of how it's been the government all along and not uh the aliens that he wanted to believe in so badly i think that's a nice little curveball that they threw us here 10 seasons later I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and just the um, quality of production in the last 20 years, how it's improved so much, they were able to do that a lot better than they were in the 90s. Oh, so my I, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was one, it was a lot better. But, you know, I oh love the gosh. 90s, the nostalgia in how yeah, they did that. Yeah, but it's a prettier-looking show now. Oh, absolutely. oh, absolutely. No offense to the 90s. But, I mean, I'm saying, you know, as far as special effects. <laughs> they did a good and job. CGI and costumes. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah, but still we'll leave it dot 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 we'll leave it like that so we're taken back to the crash site once again the doctor wraps up the alien and walks off with it after protest he then questions as to why he was brought to the site if he wasn't supposed to do his job 
We then jump back to the DC hospital where Scully appears to be testing herself. Tad appears and startles her. He then studies her workstation in the surgery room where she operates on kids born without ears. He notices how alien it looks and Scully says that's merely coincidental. O'Malley asks if she misses the X-Files and she says she never felt so alive while working on them. He wanted to make sure she was okay with testing Sveta and admits he wanted to see Dana again. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Right. Going forward, I want to see Scully again. Come on, let's be real. Yeah, come on. That's a fair point. Yeah. Going forward, we're at Sveta's house and Mulder knocks on her door. He wants to discuss what she told him the other day. And Sveta isn't sure that aliens did anything to her after all. She now says human men took her babies. She didn't know who to trust to tell the truth. Sveta wonders if Mulder was also lied to while working for the government. I wonder. Mulder calls Scully to tell her they've been misled. Oh, how how many times has that happened, honestly? <laughs> He's doubting everything they've ever believed. Huh? Wow. He claims to know why O'Malley really came to them and that Sveta is the key to everything. Scully is confused and Mulder, Mulder hangs up. Ah, nostalgia. Which version of Sveta's story did you believe? Aliens taking the embryos or human men m- messing with them? Humans. Yeah, I'm humans. more inclined to side with humans as well. Yeah. The whole and those scoop things in her belly look weird. Yeah, they look like a little, yeah. like an ice cream, like a little small ice cream scoop or something like that. Just yes. Weird. That's uh-huh. not alien technology. That's got to be people with tiny ice cream scoops. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because we all know Sam is a cannibal. <laughs> yeah. of course. That, because the first thing that she thought about was ice cream scoops, <laughs> scooping up human tissue. Hey, I learned my best was that the only one annoyed with her acting? Or was that just me? A little. I she was a that. little bit... Uh, in, in fact, I found that the whole first episode was kind of, kind of a little bit flat on the acting. I thought that Scully was great the whole time. But there were certain moments when uh, when Mulder, especially when Mulder and Skinner were talking, that it kind of felt like like you were just watching people read the script as opposed to really performing these feelings as people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw a little bit of flatness uh, in, the, in the I think Mulder's just done with everyone's shit at this I point. Think that probably has something to do with it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like they're all old and gray and, you know, Skinner's getting gray. Mulder's just, you know grown some uh, beard and he's been hiding out in his home for like who knows how long um just yeah i mean the acting was flat but i see where the motivation was or lack of motivation thereof so but Mm -hmm. i I totally i also i decided to give him a pass by the end of the episode because uh it's the first episode and it's been yeah, probably it's been 14 years before they actually climb back into that skin again. I'm sure that it's got to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's true. You know, minus the movies that did okay, but we'll not talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving along, we appear to be at Mulder's old FBI office, and it's empty. Skinner says he doesn't know where the X-Files are and that they haven't been touched in the 14 years since they were shut down. Mulder demands that Skinner gives him the answers he's owed. Skinner says he called him because he's looking out for him, like always. Mulder believes that Skinner was probably lied to as well. Before he leaves, he gives Skinner his number. We now see O'Malley doing one of his truth reports on his web show. He then ends the report with a shocking story on Scully's most recent work at the DC hospital. She's watching live and she doesn't look pleased. Just Just as she's watching the show, her test results come in. She asks the nurse to retest the DNA before heading into surgery. 
We then meet up with Mulder in the National Mall, at the National Mall in D.C. He's meeting with an older man there, who we soon learn is the same doctor that was on site at the 1947 crash. He tells I knew that mole looked familiar. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. He tells him that free energy technology has been around since the Roswell incident in New Mexico. Mulder says that alien technology is being used against humans by a conspiracy of men against humanity. He pleads to be the one to reveal this to the world. The man tells Mulder he is close and that Roswell is what was a smokescreen. Scully then drives up to Sveta's house to confront Mulder. He says he's figured it all out, and, that Sc and Scully says that this new fire he has to save the world will be his, his undoing. After all, Scully asks, how does Mulder know that O'Malley isn't playing him? Sveta soon cuts in and asks if they're alright. Mulder says yes, and Scully motions to leave, assuring him he knows what he's doing. So I have two questions. First, where do you think the X-Files went? Second, how do you feel about O'Malley as a character at this point? Do you trust him? Well, trust no one, right? That, that's Absolutely. an old lesson. Bottom line. But uh, besides trust no bitch, um, I think that O'Malley is kind of a kind of a, a greaseball as it is. Like he's super dirty. Yeah, I don't like, like I said how earlier, I don't understand his character. Like, uh, like I thought he was arrogant, you know, stuff like that, but. When he talks about Spetta and stuff, he seems concerned and like he wants to do right. So it's a little confusing for me, but I don't like him as a character. Not at all. He seems too polished, which always makes me worry. Yeah, he kind of like shows that whole like tabloid journalism, even though he claims to be wanting to expose the truth about the government. And then, you know, all of these, a lot of people want to do that. Why are you any different? But yeah, he does care about Sveta. I think that's real. Um, I think wanting to expose the government, you know, that's a tell-old tale of characters on the X-Files that want to do Yeah, but did he really want to do that to actually do that as, you know, caring for the human race? Or because with the whole thing with, with Scully, how he put the, like, her work with the children and with the ears on his show was that just for actually like the goodness out of his heart or was he just trying to you know use that as a cherry on top try to get you know scully like what's his game like what is his money yeah right his money. so because when he goes to Mulder's house or wherever he is with a helicopter and Mulder no notes that you know i didn't mention this but because it was a kind of a small point but that you know are you doing this for money? Like, how are you so famous? Like, a lot of these people that do this aren't famous and don't have, like, a limo driving them around and, like, a helicopter and, like, fancy suits. So, like, why are you doing this? And why would he, without permission, of course, like, put Stully, Scully's um, work on, on air? That's kind of, like, private. And it's also yeah kind of a conflict that, you know, of, like, ethical, you know, all, all this crap. that You can be sued by the hospital in well, reality. Sure. But, you know, if he's... As greasy as I think he is, he's probably going to get away with it, right? I liked that uh, that Mulder said um, that he brought up, are you doing this for the ratings or whatever? Because yeah. they both claim to be seeking the truth. And one person has a bulletproof limo and a private helicopter. And the other person is a recluse living in like a two-room apartment. So what does the truth really get you? Probably not millions of dollars. Nope. It gets you in jail and it gets you like discredibility. Everything like that. People call you spooky. Yeah. I love that nickname, <laughs> I gotta say. Perfect. So just as Scully is buckling up to drive off, Tad arrives and pleads with her to stay. 
She says she shouldn't have come in the first place, and then asks Mulder what he's up to. We soon find out what he's up to when we see him, Scully, O'Malley, and Sveta meeting in her house. He's speaking to the evil conspiracy Tad had mentioned earlier that week. Mulder claims that hydrogen bombs set off during World War II allowed aliens to crawl through wormholes by the assistance of gravitational pulls, among other things like human hybridization and embryo implantation. The only thing Mulder can't attest to is what the government is trying to do here, which O'Malley believes is ultimately for the takeover of America and then the world, by any means possible. Tad states that he's going to broadcast all of this on his show, which Scully calls out as fear-mongering. She then says Sveta's DNA came back negative. Moving forward, we see Scully at the hospital. She decides to watch Tad's Truth Squad report to see what he would say. We then see Sveta admitting live that Tad paid her to create stories about alien abductions and claims that this was entertainment for his shows. The nurse then comes in saying the retested DNA results came in. So we've seen Mulder proclaim intense theories in the past, and it seems this one is the most bizarre out of all of them. Where do you stand on this? Are you skeptical like Dana was? Like, is this fear-mongering? Or do you actually believe what was being said? It all kind of made sense. It all made sense, though. Yeah, Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Although I don't drink Cokes, but you can give me a coconut water or something. None of that. All I heard is I need some water, and I was like, okay, we're going to be pausing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my bad. Yeah, um, like Pappy said, like, it all kind of made sense. Like, um, if you, you put two and two together and you just, instead of thinking aliens and you think the government and after what they've shown us in the beginning of the episodes with, you know, um, this ship and, you know, just thinking of all the other possibilities, it makes sense, but it is sad because we can't really believe anymore. What are we supposed to believe in? Well, that's that's a kind oh, of a, I think the driving question behind the show is is as much as you trust Mulder and you trust Scully, sometimes it feels almost like uh, as smart and and well adjusted as they are, uh, they they really are even more confused than the audience is half the time. So so when yeah. I think about whether I can believe in Mulder's things, I've believed with Mulder for nine seasons up until today exactly. and. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're gonna follow him on another trip, and absolutely, I trust him. But your trust kind of wanes over time because he's been wrong tons, so many times. And Dana also flip flops between. Mm-hmm. She's been shown a lot with him, and although she does claim to stand firm in her beliefs, she's still been thrown into quite a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And you know, so like for them to be just as confused and you know disoriented as we are, that's kind of unsettling. And then you know. We had the syndicate too, which was like another team player, which I don't think, you know, personally, I don't think their, their role was done. So I think we'll be seeing some of them. If not, we already are in the things that are happening. Yeah. And it's just funny how now Mulder is believing that there's the government involved. And then when the DNA comes back, you know, hard evidence, Scully finally thinks, oh, maybe it isn't the government or maybe they have some sort of involvement but it's definitely alien so it's very weird how the tables have turned yeah so moving along we see Mulder look for Sveta at her house but she is nowhere to be found we quickly jump to the ARV hangar and it appears the government has come to to destroy what these people were working on the security team puts detonators on the aircraft and blow up the entire area back at the hospital Scully is just finishing her surgery and she decides to search Chad's show again 
only to find that the site is temporarily unavailable. So Scully heads out to her car and discovers a message on her back window. It reads, Don't give up. Mulder appears behind her and they begin to talk about Tad pulling the plug on his show and Sveta, who is currently missing. Scully says they need to find her and protect her no matter what. Dana also reveals that she sequenced Sveta's DNA testing with her own and reveals she's not the only one with alien DNA. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Skinner then messages Mulder about a critical situation and that he needs to see both of them ASAP. We then see Sveta driving alone when her car malfunctions and breaks down. A green beam of light suddenly appears on her, and then a bright light. She looks up to see a UFO hovering over her. Just as she's getting out of her car, it explodes. And now, what was your reaction to- Stupid Sveta. <laughs> yeah. What was your reaction to these last few scenes of what happened? Bitch, get out the fucking car! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She just it got took out. her a long ass time to get out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's like die. looking up. Oh, pretty light. Well, she and she's like, like, oh no, not again, like, oh, not again, not again, not again. It's like, whoa, well, that's did when you run. Happen? Seriously, like, don't go anywhere alone. She was like, it took her, honestly, what it felt to me like 10 minutes to get out of the car, which is probably like in reality 30 seconds, but she just decided to open the door and then she. Well, the car blew up. I, I don't know if she survived or not. We don't get to know that. But now, was that she a, blew up. Was yeah. that the ARV that was floating above uh, her? Because that's what I took away from that. I think so. Yeah. Or it was a ARV. Not, the, was not ARV, the other one. The other one blew up yeah, in the head. Yeah, Yeah, well, Kaboom. Way, that second explosion looked so much better than the first one. The explosion in the hangar definitely had some CGI feeling to it. But mm-hmm. that second one was all practical effects and it was great. Loved it. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was weird, though, how, like, the CGI just vanished really quick. Like, yeah. the lights and everything. Because mm-hmm. they were, like, they were, like, there, and then all of a sudden, okay. Just poof. Let's, let's, let's cut that off. Spooky. Alien technology, everybody. Yeah. They, yes. they aliened away. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in pieces, Sveta. Rest in pieces. <laughs> so, finally, my favorite scene. We see a figure sitting in front of the fire. After a few seconds, we see that it's a cigarette smoking man. <gasps> Damn, he got old. Damn, he got old. Okay. (laughs) Well, he is supposed to be kind of crispy, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be dead, so he's alive, and that's, like, you know, very alarming. He hangs up his phone and has his his assistant feed him a cigarette through his apparent voice box, which I thought was hilarious. He has just received word that the X-Files have been reopened. So I guess in the scene that we didn't see where Skinner called them to his office, they reopened the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got excited. But what, what were your, uh, what did you guys think? Any final thoughts on this episode? Like, what did you guys think of um, Cancer Man coming back and the X Files being officially reopened? So I actually uh, immediately, as soon as I saw the Smoking Man sitting there, I made a note on my notebook while I was preparing for this, and I just wrote, "Yay, Cigarette Smoking Man is cool as shit. He's still cool. <laughs> He's more cool now than he ever was. I love him. He's the best character." He is yeah. a foxy, foxy cancer man. And the laryngectomy looks really good on him. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why he looks so old to look older. You know, it's been good 14, 15 well, years. Well, so he survived and... a lot. I mean, you yeah, know, kaboom. He like, he, you know, you think... he's supposed to look old. Yeah, you, you think Mulder's been through a lot, but honestly, like, this this man's seen everything. Like, it's insane. What else? What did, uh, Poppy, what did you think of the 
the final scene and whatever else happened at the end of this episode. It was a surprising reveal, although it wasn't really that surprising if you think about the X-Files as a whole. Yeah. I mean, the X-Files is it's kind of known for, like, the surprise return of someone. Like, oh shit, like, you're back. So, that was one of those, oh shit, you're back right. moments. And uh, it was appropriate, and I'm glad he's back. And uh, it, it's nice that... I guess, you know, maybe he's been in hibernation for all these years, and now now that the <laughs> X-Files is back, you know, he's going to see his shadow, and, like, shit's going to happen. I actually have a second question that just came to me. You know, because his job was, you know, quote-unquote done when the X-Files was closed and uh, Dana and Fox parted ways with the FBI. He's been rehired. Do you think... Yeah, he's been rehired. Um, do you guys think that... Cancer Man knew this would come back, like this day would come. Like, do you think he's been sitting there for 15 years, just thinking this day is gonna come someday and I'm ready? Or do you think he was like kind of blindsided by it? Because he knows everything. He has connections all over the world. Like, do you think he was surprised by the X Files being reopened? I don't know if he would be. He is kind of. Wait, go ahead, Greg. Oh, he's he's just always been kind of this omniscient character, uh, which yeah. I like about him. So I can't imagine that he didn't foresee a future in which the X Files were reopened. And I suspect that he was never probably fired per se or retired, but sort of put on leave until he was needed again. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't think he was blindsided by it. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily feel like he was sure it was going to be open again. I kind of feel like he was probably in that sort of like the villainous like hey, 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 you know i got away with it type of uh, mindset i don't think he was surprised though because uh, you know he knows Mulder and he knows that Mulder digs but i feel like at least a piece of him was probably like i, f I feel like i got away with this you know we tricked him so much you know we, we made him think that it was this when it was really that ha ha ha, ha. but then bam you know Dex Files is back. Interesting perspective. I hadn't thought of it like that. That's that's actually a really good point. Is the fact that he did get away with so much stuff. He had 14 years mm -hmm. in the clear. Yeah, that's a good point. Puffing through his neck and everything. He actually, am I the only one that thinks that he actually enjoyed it? You know? Like, no, I thought that too. The chase? To it. Yeah! Mm -hmm. He wanted he Mulder alive and he must be alive. But oh, you know, and then playing with Dana when she had, you know, cancer... Um, back in the, which is, you know, I guess, spoiler, I guess, but, you know, he was playing with that, like, he had a solution, because he knew what caused it, and then, you know, he's like, well, I can play this to my advantage, which he did a lot during the show, actually, and I think he's still probably going to be doing that. Too. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's just, like, the villain part of him, you know, like, trying to be happy with, like, the, the destruction that he's doing, but I feel like he actually liked you know, being involved with the X-Files so much. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to have him back because, you know, you always want to have that, like, the villain in the X-Files, which, you know, you have in every episode, but, you know, the long-term yeah. villain. It was kind of cool to have him back. Well, we started the series, like, the original series with him in Skinner's office a lot of the time, just smoking up. And I'm sure Skinner was like, okay, I'm tired of this shit. I don't want to smell like smoke every day. Like, and and what I'm is sure, this guy doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here? Like, get out. You don't belong here. You know, and we saw some of his backstory in, in the original series, and he was an assassin, and that's, like, what he... So, yeah, he absolutely did like doing the chase and, you know, other things. But he also did, like, you know, I guess just seeing Mulder there and, like, what he was doing, and he was... How close he could get to the truth, and, you know... And then what 
Cancer Man could do to like divert him again and how all these people and, and informants and this and that, how he, it could divert him further. It was like all it was all a game to him. He was playing God and I absolutely think whoever he was on the phone with, you know, he's doing the same thing. Like that's all he knows how to do. Okay, any other thoughts at all on anything? Like how the episode kind of tied in like well with um, season nine, like coming back. Like this is the first episode back since like two, early 2000s. Was there anything else besides Cancer Man that stuck out to you? I just like that, that it was a mythology kind of episode. Back? I like that it was a strong yeah. mythology episode that really turned the mythology on its head. You know, as I mentioned in my initial reaction, I mean, we were led to believe one thing throughout the entire run of this series, and then, bam, you know, everything changed. Everything completely changed, at least what we think, you know, if we're believing everything that we saw, everything changed, and it's like, wow. I thought it was really cool, and especially, you know, my dad loved the X-Files. He used to sit me down when I was, like, four years old and plop me in front of the TV, and I would watch the (laughs) X-Files, and I had no idea what I was watching, but that's probably why I like sci-fi and horror as I do now. Um, But I thought it was pretty cool, and I know that my dad enjoyed it, and I know that a few other people that had watched the X-Files so long ago really enjoyed it so i was kind of happy that you know the x-files was getting this whole you know boost back into television and i thought they did pretty well for the first episode because if i thought it was really like intense for what all these accusations and and stuff was going on but um it was pretty cool and you know they couldn't do anything specifically with like monsters or you know like big aliens ghosts like whatever um so as a first introduction episode i thought it was pretty good and and it was a good recap too of all the past seasons and a good intro for you know what the x-files is and what it can do and he did it in like two minutes which is like do you know yeah, how long exactly. it takes to binge watch the series i have exactly <laughs> six. it's a long time so, you know long yeah. long time um so worth it it is so oh, worth absolutely. it and i really like how you know it would always connect with the outside world like when episodes would come on and like that's exactly what they've done during um o'malley and Mulder's like speech to the you know scully and sveta and them um in her house they they flashed images of you know the world today as they were talking and like how it's so corrupt and the government's just trying to you know, control central intelligence and, like, they're using all of this against humanity to, like, take over the world. And, like, a lot of people think that today. A lot of people mm-hmm. with whatever's going on in America, a lot of people think that today. So it was really cool that they could tie it to the world without actually doing so because it's a fictional series, you know. They, you know, maybe aliens are being, you know, harbored by our real governments, but, you know, this, this show gets you thinking for sure. Yeah, and I loved how they incorporated our technology i mean like back in the day they would not have had like a youtube-ish conservative personality as something even though it was like it's like not youtube but it's i guess their version of youtube but i thought that was neat yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. i liked i liked seeing how Mulder and scully use technology because they've we've never seen them do this and i thought it was like really funny just to see how they've adapted was I the only one that was kind of annoyed, surprised, confused when Dana was in the hospital and, like, the operating room was right behind her, but she was on her laptop, like, 
where the sinks are. Like, was I the only one that was like, what is this laptop weird. doing in the whole operating room? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, she needed it to look up O'Malley in the, yeah, the show twice. and everything. But it was just yeah, kind of like, yeah. And she's like, always getting interrupted I, by the nurse while she's I, watching Ted O'Malley. It's because, because you're in a hospital in the operating room. Like, why do you need to bring your laptop? Like, I don't know. It just felt a little weird. It was, like, misplaced. Like, I thought that she would have to go into, like, an office or, like, a different room to go yeah. onto the computer. But, yeah. no, she just turns around in the operating room and just whips it out. Like, what? <laughs> I didn't think about that, actually. Because, yeah, like, they're next to each other. And I just thought maybe, besides watching this show, which, we you know, we get... <clears throat> sorry, we get to see her watching the, Tad's show. You know, I thought maybe it would just be for her patients. Like, the pictures of those children that, you know, in the logistics of what she's working on. Because she's, she's not actually the surgeon. She's the mm-hmm. assistant. So, I guess she might need to know something like this amount of information before going into the surgery so i don't know maybe that's why but like to have it like right now i don't know i think you think she'd have her own office if she's like a you know a medical certified doctor you know maybe she does but we don't see it yet or who knows like that hospital seems pretty small i'm not sure by what little we saw of it like it was speaking of the laptop Something that I thought was funny, and this happened the first time that she was in that, uh, I guess, contaminating the the sink or whatever the hell she was doing with the laptop. But when she was watching Ted O'Malley and she got interrupted by the nurse, like, she was watching it. So it was streaming or, you know, let's say she's watching an archived show. And when she turns around yeah. and she speaks to the nurse, it's, like, paused. But, like, we never saw her press the pause button. I just thought that was interesting. I was yeah. like, oh, goof. Flub. Little things, obviously. Mind pausing. She did. Uh, you know, so may I, a, may I uh, may I pose a question to the yes, floor? Yes, although we're, we're really uh, frightened now. It, this was the biggest thing that I thought of when I when I finished that episode was that we would have benefited greatly, I think, as an audience from having that be split into two episodes. Yes, yeah. like like I said, it was very intense. There were so many you know questions posed and so much you know things to take in like yeah. i kind of agree with you like i felt i felt like we almost could have ended our first episode to spend almost an hour with either Mulder or Scully and end our episode when they first meet uh, O'Malley mm-hmm. and then your second yeah. episode could cover everything we covered in mm-hmm. this episode but yeah, like you said earlier condemned. everything went so fast and and even the, the placement of the laptop um I think is something that like plays into that because they needed to be able to get two scenes done at once and exactly. have her watching the show and about to perform surgery. And it feels exactly. almost like they wrote it twice. Yeah. And like, those aren't two things that you multitask. Well, yeah. yeah. You don't want your surgeon early. watching yeah. YouTube. Forceps yeah. YouTube. Well, we how to. We talked about earlier in the episode. We talked about earlier in this episode how um, O'Malley just kind of like came to them and you know oh i'm this and this and this oh and i need your help you guys are on board right yeah okay good we said that like that was very rushed right Mm -hmm. and i just feel like a lot of the things with this episode was rushed like when Mm -hmm. they met sveta they kind of questioned it but you know it was just like okay we're on board whatever let's go and yeah i guess greg i do kind of agree with you that two episodes would have been good in even you know like they don't really explain things in depth it's kind of like you should know this you know Mm. move on 
is I would have loved like... to have seen. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Nope. Oh, I would have. I would have loved to have seen sort of the, the building of, uh, the two main characters, Mulder and Scully, again, because uh, you're reintroducing people to the series. How have they changed and so on? Uh, it seems almost to me like they hinted at Scully wanting to put the life of the X Files behind her and Mulder always wanting to get back into it. But that would have been a really great opportunity for Mulder to try and convince Scully to come and see this guy, and then she doesn't want to. And you could have spent your episode really fleshing out some of the interaction between the two. And I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity because I, I really like the two characters and the way they've interacted throughout all of the different mm-hmm. seasons. No, I agree with you. I felt like a little bit more time should have been spent on Mulder and and how like how they have been in the past yeah. Yeah. years. I didn't like, like that they oh, weren't together. Mulder's depressed. Mulder's depressed. I want to see some of that. Right? Like yeah. because he's recluse. He's happy for the past couple seasons. Like obviously, like way too happy. Like Mulder, cute, happy, and, and I want to see him in a dark place. Like it's gonna affect the viewers and it's going to make us sad and it's going to want them you know it's going to wa- like make us want Mulder and Scully to be good mm-hmm. together like yeah it's been said that they have a child together and they were married once and blah 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 but it's like you want to still hit hard at you know this power couple of TV yeah. right you want to yeah. at the feelings it was absolutely tailored to the old fans in that way because we know where they've been. We've seen like nine years and two movies worth of them. So like to pick up where they left off in a sense and Mulder just kind of gave a quick recap. I feel like that's how the whole episode went. Like he was in recap mode the whole time. And that's how quickly like we got to know everybody. And like, you know, Tad's new and Sveta's new and whoever else. But like I definitely missed. I knew there was something missing and I couldn't put it into words. So I'm glad you guys were able to. That, you know, I wanted more character building. I wanted to see what Scully's been up to. I wanted to see what Mulder's been up to because I, you know, he's a recluse. I didn't really, you know, figure that, but he—he's honestly just like been searching on the internet. I assume, like, for his sister and like more answers and more answers and more answers. And then Scully's just been a doctor, and she just just want to le- wants to leave that part of her behind, even though she enjoyed it so much. But we didn't get to see either of that, just in very little doses, which kind of, you know, I missed mm-hmm. a lot. And hopefully, they kind of make that up. And like we've all episode. seen, we've all seen how, like, what Mulder does when he's bored and, you know, yeah. when Scully <laughs> goes on vacation and he has to throw pencils <laughs> up in the ceiling. Among like, I want to see what he does on his spare time for the past 14 years. Like, it would have been um, nice to kind of get I that. agree. Sunflower uh, seeds and porn. Oh, my. That's it. That's it. I get why they weren't together because writers like drama and, like, breaking a couple up and having them reunite. <sighs> I mean, that's drama. I but know, I but didn't I like, well, I'll be drama. honest, I didn't like that they weren't together. I don't know if I'm in the minority. After all, After this, all time? this time, I'm like, they, really, they didn't stay together. They didn't, I don't know. It, it was, that was like a little well, disappointing uh, for me. But one thing that I noticed, and I don't know if any of you noticed this, because uh, we're revisiting the series. Obviously, we've seen the series when it originally aired earlier this year and we're rewatching it and this is something that I didn't notice the first time that I watched it but uh, upon rewatching it for this podcast 
remember when Tad O'Malley was like, everyone, you know, let's not talk out here because there's low-flying planes and they're recording all our conversations. And so he gets them inside the limo to, like, have, like, the real discussion. And then all throughout the episode, they're, like, having all these big discussions about Sveta and everyone, like, out in the open. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Tad O'Malley said, don't have these conversations out in the open. And then all of a sudden we saw, you know, what ended up happening with them exploding, you know, the, um, the, the ship and everything. And I'm like, this is why they knew all this. Cause y'all are having all these conversations like out in the open, searching for Veta yeah, and all that kind of stuff. That. I think he said that for like damage control. Like, you know, I, I really think that he was using that. Like, I think, those planes were his if if they were there to record for his show because why would else would he know about all this stuff and you know and then Sveta is just on air saying yeah he made up stories and blah 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 and yeah like he just wanted to say that so that it didn't seem like it was him hmm. um you know doing I these think things that was that. I think that was his little little way of getting people into his car you know like how rapists get kids into the car with candy it was probably O'Malley's yeah. little way of getting people onto his show. <laughs> like, how, was a good system. It worked. How do you not know there wasn't recording equipment in that limo? Like, there's bulletproof windows. That's how, a great word. Are they bulletproof? What else can he afford? Yeah. Oh, you can't. Or he doesn't want them to be put down because he just he's a uh, because he's a diva. He is a yeah, diva. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. A lot of a lot of great paranoid people in this episode, but for recluses, they spend a lot of their time outside. Which I thought was really... And taking Uber. Mulder. And yeah, Uber, of you course. Did. What's an Uber? <laughs> oh my god, I loved that pun. Uber? Oh my. When, when Kelly was like, uh, Uber? And I was like, uh, you know what that is? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. 21st century, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, so since we've finished our recap, it's time to rate this episode. You may rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 UFOs. If you happen to find this episode exceptional, you may give it a golden UFO. I will start with Greg. What are you going to rate this episode? I know I'm the big, awful, negative Nancy, but I'm going to give this like a, a six <gasps> at most. I thought it was a nice, a nice bring back into the into the series, but I can't give it top marks because it did feel rushed. All right. Poppy, what are you going to rate this episode? I'm going to give it a solid eight UFOs. It obviously it does not deserve ten, and I don't think it was a six. No offense to Greg, no judgments, but I don't know. I feel like eight is a solid number. It's it's you know if we're gonna convert like the eight to a grade, like an eight would be like an eighty out of a hundred, which is kind of like a B-ish, like a lower end of a B, so I, I would give it that. I thought it was a great reintroduction to the characters. It wasn't the strongest of episodes, but uh, I, I kind of got where they were going with it, and um, I don't know, just overall I thought it was an enjoyable ride after all these years. It was great to see the characters back, you know, getting into some mischief. All right, so we have a six and an eight. Madison, what are you going to rate this episode? Man, I'm just going to go straight for a seven out of ten. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> right down the middle. Right down the middle. Let's just, you know, do this. So I think that 
it was a really good episode. Like, I, like it's the first episode back. It it can't be that bad. It can't be that good. You know, you have to start with the basics. You have to recap. You got to introduce a little something new. Um, and I thought it was pretty good for a first episode. I do agree with what we talked about, how it was a little fast-paced. Um, there was a lot of questions that could have been answered. A lot of things that, you know, should have been explained more. Um, but like Sveta's yeah, accent, like exactly, <laughs> or you know the past of Mulder and Scully. Like I would have loved to dabble into that a little bit. But um, for what a first episode could bring, um, I thought it was pretty good because you don't want too much drama where it's just so much in your face, and then you don't want you know not enough that you don't care and you switch the channel. So for people that have watched the X Files. For so long, I think this was a pretty good first episode. So definitely a seven out of ten. So we have a six, a seven, and an eight. I'm going to go in the middle too. I'm going to say seven because oh, yeah. you know, oh yeah, I'm with Madison. You know, I just love the nostalgia of the series when it was on in the '90s, and I'm rewatching it again, and I just love that. And I, I will say there are some elements a lot of elements in this first episode bringing it back that did relate back to the old series like you know cancer man and just the way they did the storyline but yeah i really there was a lot missing for me like i just wish you know there's too much time gone by for us not to see a lot more and i do this we haven't mentioned this but i the fox only had like six episodes to do this so i think that plays into it a lot i really think the writers mm-hmm. and Chris Carter wanted to do a lot more I didn't with it. Know that. Yeah, I, I that was the deal. It was six episodes. We're used to like 22, 23, oh, God, sometimes yeah. 24 episodes where we can get a lot more character development and a lot more plot line, you know, questions answered and posed and cliffhangers. So the fact that this was an event series and, and you know, it wasn't outright, they're not marketing it as season 10, although it is accurately season, season 10. Um, I think that really put a damper on what they've given us. So yeah, they had to put essentially two episodes in one. So we did sure. miss a lot. Which, yeah, that you know, makes sense. I'm, I'm just glad it's back in the first place. So and this was the first episode back. Like Greg said earlier, I will have to give it that. I'll give it a pass. I'm not going to be as harsh on it as I would be if it was like, you know, the second or third, fourth episode in. So overall, I'll rate it seven UFOs as well. We have a six, two sevens, and an eight for this episode. Join us next time for a brand new installment of The Truth Is Out There. Visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Truth Is Out There and subscribe. Please like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychularadio. Follow the show on Tumblr thexfiles-pcr.com. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, wish the listeners a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Trust no one. Not even Sam. <laughs> <laughs>
apologies. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of The Truth Is Out There. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.